Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the You Mad Bro podcast, and I warn you of mature content ahead. This show aims to tackle controversial topics going on in the world on a week-to-week basis. The platform of this program is opinionated and occasionally supported by examples and facts, but does not ever aim to be definite. That being said, the views offered by our hosts and guests are not intended to offend or hurt the feelings of any person, no matter their race, gender, sexual orientation, political viewpoint, etc. They only serve as catalysts for poor attempts at humor and maybe a different way of thinking. If you're such an individual that is easily offended or cannot handle your own viewpoints being challenged, You've been adequately warned to not participate. If you're still with us, then please stand, kneel, or lay down. Just be sure to remove your ball caps for the national anthem. What? You mad, bro? Everyone settle down, settle down for the very last time, Nash. As stressful as this was, making sure all this shit was set up correctly. We are live for the final edition of the You Mad Bull podcast. But don't worry, everybody. We'll be back. We'll be live every single week on these channels. Right now, we're on Facebook and we're on YouTube. Next week, we'll be adding in Twitch once our channel is made. But this is the You Mad Bull podcast for the last time. Um, next week, we'll be branding. I'm going to debut the new logo, new name, and everything right after this. So if you're watching this on the Mad Bro social channels, uh, be aware because it's changing. This, the, 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 you don't have to resubscribe to anything, you don't have to re-like anything, you don't have to repost anything. All you gotta do is sit back, listen, and watch. So Nash, are you ready to, ready to <laughs> dish to bed? I already put you Mad Bro to bed and ready to start a new chapter next week with our brand new podcast. I know, I'm excited for it. I'm very excited. New branding. It, it is going to be a grand old time. I'm going to be, I'm kind of sad when I lose these graphics though. I mean, it's going to be very similar, but um, our box is going to be changed. The American flag is still going to be there. Um, it's just you know, different logo and same content, same shows. If you're subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, whatever, that's all staying the same as well. And the only thing that will be different will be a new logo and it'll be episode one again. <laughs> this is episode 78, the grand finale. But uh, next week, it'll be back to episode one. But Nash, before that, uh, we we have a lot of stories to get into because this is our regularly scheduled show. Um, So we're talking about Texas reopening really quickly. And then Republicans and Democrats really, really, really want to control our voting. They do. They seem very concerned with it. Yeah. Which is good, I guess, for once. I mean, I I get there. There is there is some good things in there. I guess I guess it should be important, Nash. I just started recording our audio, so I'll have to go back and fix that later. I'm doing live audio and live here at the same time, right? It's very challenging. But uh, anyway, Texas. Texas was just like, all right, screw it. We're going to open up 100% and just kind of see what happens. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott said Tuesday, last Tuesday, that he was opening a state, quote, 100% and ending the mask mandate starting March 10th, which is in two days, which is this Wednesday against health guidance and federal officials. Abbott justified his decision by noting that nearly 6 million Texans have been vaccinated and hospitalized, um, and hospitalizations, excuse me, are down in the state. Experts, however, pointed out that less than 2 million of the state's 29 million residents have been fully inoculated. And the CDC (laughs) recommends, uh, uh, currently ranks Texas 48th for vaccination rates across all 50 states. So Nash, (laughs) not a good look. I wonder where New York is listed on there. Um, you know, I looked it up the other day. Um, well, for vaccinations or for overall casualties? 
<laughs> overall vaccinations. Overall vaccinations. I did not look that up. I remember, uh, I think uh, New York has, let me look up New York. New, that's a New York um, COVID deaths. Vaccination rates. I, I'm doing deaths instead. Uh, yeah, they have, uh, New York has 1.69 million cases and 47,000 deaths. Um, so they're not opening up anytime soon. So let me look New York, um, yeah. vaccine stats, vaccination tracker. Uh, let's see people with at least one dose, 3 million, 3.7 million percent of the population with at least one dose, 18.8 people have completed the vaccine 1.8. So, uh, less than Texas, but. Two out of twenty. Okay, what's two divided by twenty nine for a percentage, Nash? It's roughly it's like 15, 14 and a half. Okay, so they're just just so New York is probably like forty fifth, forty sixth in the top fifty. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know why I don't know why it's relevant, Nash. We're talking about Texas, according to New York Times tracker. Texas still ranks within the top ten states with. Uh, high with highest weekly case per capita, uh, reporting an average weekly of just over seventy two hundred. So they're getting seventy two hundred new cases a week, and it was like, well, we're gonna open. What's the worst that could happen? Well, I'm glad they are because I don't know if people remember a while ago when I was saying I was annoyed with how wishy washy everybody was being about it because you had some people who were saying, no, you got to stay indoors. You got to not do anything. And then you had other people. It's like, no, it's not real. It doesn't matter. We should all just be open. And nobody would actually pull the trigger all the way on all of them. And now at least we're having somebody do something, you know, rather than just sit a year into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, honestly, it's like we had a, we had a year of lockdowns, pretty strict in some places, pretty lax in others. And to say that it's it's really worked, has it? I mean, I'm not I'm no expert, but yeah, really. Like a lot of people are very angry about this decision, saying it shouldn't be happening. It's it's inconsiderate. It's this disrespect. You know, Gavin Newsom went off, which is adorable. Um, but I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't see this as that bad of a call, to be honest. Like, let's let's see what happens. What's honestly, what's the worst that could happen? What could be worse than what's already happened this year? This is week fifty-two of me working from home. And I don't know if you know it, Snatch, that's a full calendar year. That is a calendar year by my books. Um I had COVID and it really wasn't that bad. Yeah, right um, right now I so might I, actually I, I have think... COVID. <laughs> I, I don't know if I have it or not. I, I, need, I don't I need, think I need to get tested. it's going to be that bad. No, I really, I really don't either. Um, yeah. I mean, they've pretty much been open for the most part. And yeah, like the, the cases are high. Yes, cases are high. Cases are high everywhere. But what? again, I think, I think I feel like we've been saying this for the whole calendar year. It's like, what, what's, what's the death rate? How many people are dying and who's dying and what kind of people are dying? By, by what kind? I mean, like you know, their health situations, their 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 age, stuff, you know, things like that. Now, obviously, five hundred thousand yeah. five hundred thousand people in this country have passed away from this thing. That's a tragedy, of course. But Texas needs its economy open. The country needs its economy open, and Joe Biden 
you know, I'm sure we'll talk about the stimulus package next week. It 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 got passed over this weekend. I didn't have time to do a full research, and I already had your stories ready. But it's not the best bill, <laughs> if I'm being honest. And let's not let's yeah. not let's not forget. You send John and the Reverend to Washington. Those two thousand dollar checks will go out the door. We will be able to pass two thousand dollar stimulus checks for the people next week. <laughs> we'll deliver the two thousand dollar stimulus checks, and that begins with the two thousand dollar stimulus. When you send me and Reverend Warnock to the Senate, we will pass those two thousand dollar stimulus checks. You send me and Reverend Warnock to the Senate, we will pass those two thousand dollar stimulus checks. They will make decisions about whether we give people a two thousand dollar check. We need to pass two thousand dollar stimulus checks for the people for getting people that two thousand dollars in relief direct payment congress should pass two thousand dollar checks president-elect biden and democrats are all pushing for two thousand dollar relief checks two thousand dollar stimulus checks two thousand dollar i'm so glad i found this clip again nash i, I went back to our episode the other day and just, and just cut it again because it makes it doesn't make me happy it makes me very angry but are we getting two thousand dollar checks no, we're not. What are, 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 are we? Are, <laughs> we're not. Are, okay. All right. Are, 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 we're getting fourteen hundred. But do I need to play the clip again? They said we're going to get it immediately. We're going to pass it next week. Uh, Joe Biden was inaugurated on January twentieth. It is March eighth. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a scholar, but I don't know what that fits definition of immediately. It's it's like literally a day late and a dollar short. Oh, and 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 they they they, they cut it back to where. If you earned over seventy five thousand dollars, you don't get it. You know, oh, oh, if you earned over seventy five thousand dollars in twenty nineteen taxes, <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, 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 and you know how they wanted to? You know how Biden ran <laughs> on code you, even you, you know, you know how Biden ran on fifteen dollar minimum wage. That was supposed to be in his bill. Is that going to happen? Well. It is long past time we have a $15 federal minimum wage. It's long past time we pass a national $15 an hour minimum wage. I think it's long, long, long past time that there's a minimum wage of $15 an hour. It's long past time to be a $15 federal minimum wage. $15 minimum wage. $15 minimum wage. $15 million, $15,000. million. Fifteen dollars. Uh, National minimum wage should be fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars an hour. Fifteen dollars an hour. Fifteen dollars an hour. What the hell are we arguing about a fifteen dollar minimum wage for? Fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage. Fifteen dollars should be a minimum wage. Period. Fifteen dollars an hour. Fifteen dollars an hour. Fifteen dollars an hour. Fifteen dollars an hour. I do support a fifteen dollar minimum wage. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't, Biden. You fucking don't. <laughs> yeah, you no, fucking you don't. don't. <laughs> now, now, let me tell you, Nash, people are more mad that Texas is reopening than Joe Biden is blatantly lying about the $15 minimum wage. Now, to be fair, we've talked about of 15 course. we've talked about $15 minimum wage on the show before. Now, I don't I honestly I'm split on the issue. But that doesn't, like, what I think about the $15 minimum wage doesn't really matter here because Biden fucking lied about doing it. Yeah, totally. And he lied to be elected. Didn't do it at all. And that, and he lied to be elected. Exactly. What populist are and, and he lied. Yeah, definitely did. He he offered, he just offered money to people that he's actually not going to give. And, 
they're saying, oh, they, the, the, I was watching Bill Maher the other day, and this guy from, like, uh, I think it was MSNBC contributors, it's like, oh, well, the, the Republican parliamentarian didn't want to do it. He's not in that per that parliamentarian. You know what that means? Fucking nothing. Not a goddamn thing. That person isn't even an elected official. He's giving, that person, he or she is giving <laughs> an opinion on what should happen. You know what Biden could be like? No. I don't care what you think. <laughs> So yeah, like, doesn't even matter. All those people, all the Democrats who are very mad at Texas for opening up right now, and you're praising this 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 bullshit bill with the crumbs you're gonna get, and you're gonna support you know this the squad who could have pushed back against this bill. It said, "Listen, I'm not voting for it unless the minimum wage is in there," which they ran on. It's a sh- it's a strange occurrence where people are under the assumption that the elected officials are actually like fighting for them. No, they're, they're, not. they're not. They're not in any way. And all they do uh, is tweet saying, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. This shouldn't be happening. It's like, well, do something. It's fine if we tweet that. It's literally your job. Right? Like, <laughs> if, if, if Nash tweets that, even though Nash is not a Twitterer, if Nash tweet that, tweets that, it's 100% appropriate because we're not in political office. We're we are begging for people to do yeah. something about it. And the people who are doing it are no different than from me and Nash tweeting about it. That's the difference. And people are fucking praising them. <sighs> anyway, Texas is reopening, Nash. What do you think? Yeah, de- the audacity to defend them. I think Texas is going to be fine. I do too, personally. I, I think really they're going to do pretty well. Yeah, I think they're going to do pretty well. I about it <laughs> i think covid i think covid numbers are going to go up i think death might go up a little bit in the beginning but after that i think it's going to level out pretty well because everyone's going to be exposed yeah and i yeah. think the vast majority of people that do get exposed aren't actually at risk yeah 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 like nash if you survived it yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you, if, if you if you survived it i'll be fine what? <laughs> I think I'm in better. I don't know. Who's in better health, me or you? Me, without a doubt. What do you have? You weigh, how much How much do you weigh? When was the last time you went outside? Uh, this this morning. Uh, yesterday, actually. What kind of exercise do you do ever? What kind of exercise do you do ever? I go outside, go to the park almost every day, every other day at least, mm. but almost every day. Well, see, I have, this, I have this thing called a job, Nash. I don't know if you've heard of it. I know, I know it's been a little. I know, it's, I know it's been a little. Go after you can, you can actually go after after work, Daffy. It's typically I can, I can, when I go, I can, I can. This is true. <laughs> I actually, speaking about health, I started, uh, I started doing the um, the apple cider vinegar shot every morning, and um, tea and honey for my tummy. Because you know my my health my new health insurance isn't the best. I'm like, well, great, I gotta do this holistic thing. And I don't even know if they work or not. <laughs> so you'll turn to witchcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I turn I turn I turn to witchcraft, saying this is supposed like you know people say I hear it. It's it's it's, it's I hear that apple cider vinegar with a, a little bit of water every morning. It's good for you. It's good for your heart. It's good for this. Good for that. Uncle Phil does it, so I gotta follow Uncle Phil. Yeah, I've heard the apple cider vinegar thing is supposed to be really good for you. So yeah, I do that. That's last time I went outside. I went to buy all that stuff. <laughs> you know what? You know what happened? My my smell is kind of oh my my, my my smell is kind of coming back. So maybe the key to fighting COVID is apple cider vinegar. 
Well, no, it's if you want to try to get your taste or smell back, it, you, they suggest doing very strong things because that way you like mentally it's very easy for you to picture what it tastes like. Yeah. Another, another thing I did um, advice from a very wise person was just like, you know, you take a bunch of lemons, uh, cut them up, throw them in a boiling pot of water and smell, <laughs> smell the steam. <laughs> Steam sniffer. I don't know. I don't know if All it right. works, but it made me feel better. Anyway, but anyway, anyone from Texas listening to this, that's anyone from Texas listening to this. That's how you can fight COVID because your state's opening up. Um, but we're here to talk about Georgia. Also, the links um, for this for our research was from Rogue Rocket, AP News, NPR, and um, the AJC uh, for Texas. Oh no, that was that's for the new, next story. My bad. So the next one is from Rogue Rocket, AP News, NPR, and Atlanta. Uh, AJC, which is Atlanta's um, local news. Because Georgia is striking back, Nash. They saw that it uh, turned blue, and they was like, well, how can we make sure that doesn't happen again? Bum, 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 bum. What happened? What they do? So the Georgia House approved an election bill last Monday that would impose new restrictions on absentee voting and provisional ballots. They cut weekend early voting hours and limited physical access to voting options, among other measures, which we will break down. Republicans, Republicans proposed the bill after losing the presidential and Senate races, arguing that this is necessary to restore confidence in the state's elections and prevent fraud. So what I wrote is basically we lost. Let's make sure we don't lose again. Right or wrong? Uh, yeah. This uh, yeah, is bullshit, I mean, yeah, man. Sort of. Essentially, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to play that clip a lot during the show because it's absolute bullshit. Uh, Democrats have <laughs> condemned the proposed law, knowing that Republicans created the distrust by spreading former Trump's uh, false claims about election fraud, and um, even when the GOP officials in a state said that there was no evidence of widespread fraud. They also accused them of trying to suppress votes, particularly from the black residents. So those are our main um, topics of discussion for tonight. Um, but let's talk about the actual bill. Now, just go down these points one by one. Um, it was it was passed 97 to 72 along party lines. If signed into law, among other things, legislation would, number one, require a driver's license number, state ID number, or copy of identifying documents to vote absentee. All right, good start. I think that's totally okay. fine. Um, I like that. The fact that you shouldn't require an ID to vote is just ludicrous to me. The fact that any, yeah, that's stupid. The fact that any adult in the, in, in, in the nation doesn't have a state ID, <laughs> a driver's license, a passport, any form of identification is ludicrous to me. I, I get I get carded at the movie theater sometimes. You're gonna tell me I can't get carded to vote? A little drinky poo at the movie theater, you know. You know. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it sets a deadline to request absentee ballots 11 days before election day. I got no comment on that. Disqualifies provisional ballots. Yeah, I think that's. Go ahead, Nash. Yeah, I think that's, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on that either. It seems kind of, okay. Disqualifies Almost provi- two weeks. Disqualifies provisional ballots cast in the wrong precinct. Okay, that makes sense to me. Vote. <laughs> that makes sense. Ballots that don't go here, don't go here. Right? <laughs> okay. Uh, with strict ballot dropbox locations to inside early voting locations. Why? Why? What's the point of that? 
I would assume the logic is so they can't be tampered with a bunch of other locations. See, like, yeah, like, my my voter drop box was annoying because I had to go all the way to Jersey City. Um, luckily, I had a car, so it wasn't that bad. But if I didn't have a car, most people in Hoboken don't have cars. So it's like, like, ballot box drop locations should be, like, any post office. Anywhere. Any post office. A mailbox. Right? Uh, they want to shorten Georgia's runoff election period. They want to change it to four weeks after election day rather than the current nine weeks. Um, so less campaigning, essentially. I, I have no issue with this either, honestly. Shorten the runoff period because listen, it's runoff. Yeah, like you got to know who is going to be. Who it is. Yeah, you got you got to know who it is as soon as possible. So that makes sense to me, right? Like imagine they had a runoff this time. It was January. I forget when it was. Nine weeks after November, two months. So it'd be like January 9th, give or take. Um, and they have what? Just a few days before the new Congress comes in? Yeah, four weeks. That's not make, that makes sense to me. Um, impose more strict regulations on provisional ballots. All counties have the same uh, early voting dates and times. Three weeks on of Monday through Friday voting, one mandatory Saturday, and then one additional Saturday or Sunday during the first weekend. Now, they had me at Monday through Friday. They lost me at one mandatory Saturday and then one additional Saturday or Sunday during the first weekend. Like, that just sounds confusing for no reason. It's, uh, all right, so three weeks. So you can pretty much vote every day of the week except for one day. Yeah, but they don't tell you what day that is. Like, listen, Monday through Friday and Saturday. Sunday's the Lord's Day. Don't vote on Sunday. No mail on Sunday. That makes sense to me. Why is it going to be Saturday or Sunday? You're making it blatantly confusing for no reason. Hmm. Riddle me that, Batman. Uncle Phil is a legend. Uncle Phil is a legend. Prevent the governments from mailing out unsolicited absentee ballot applications to registered voters. Now, what is an unsolicited absentee ballot? Like they didn't request the absentee ballot. Oh, yeah. They didn't say, I'm going to be absent. I need the ballot. Yeah, that makes sense. Don't. They just send them out to everybody. Don't give someone the opportunity to vote twice. Yeah, it makes sense. That makes sense. That's, yeah, I feel like that's how. I guess that must have been because of COVID. They just sent them all out to everybody. But yeah, yeah, I feel like that's how typically absentee ballots work. You have to request it. Well, yeah, due to COVID, everyone should have gotten one in the mail. All right. Ban nonprofit organizations from helping fund elections. I'm fine with that. I like that. Why? Why? Like the Clinton Foundation can't can't fund a campaign. Okay. But corporations, public, or, public profit organizations can, so like Amazon can. Yeah, why not? So well, yeah, I guess I don't like them either. Right? So, like, why specifically nonprofits? Because typically, you think of a nonprofit, you think of a charity, you think of an organization to help people. Last, like, right when, when I say nonprofit, the last thing I think of is the fucking Clintons. Why they're not non for profit? I think. Well, I, I didn't know yeah, that. Well, that's the thing. It's because right, like, people people use use them illegally. That's why. That's the second uh, the second I hear non profit, I think, okay, people are stealing money. Mm. I th- I think of I think of charities. It's like donating. I think 
I think donating to like the Red Cross, it's like not all of your money actually goes to helping whatever they're saying they're funding. Okay, the worst one is um, breast cancer awareness because they don't actually do anything to find help breast cancer. It's like, hey, breast cancer is a thing. Give us money. We'll help. We'll help other people know it's a thing. That's all it is. <laughs> we do. We do the booking for breast cancer. Right? We it's like donate to us and we'll give good PR for breast cancer. Like, hey, breast cancer is a thing. You should know about it. Awareness. Yeah, yeah if you haven't heard by now. Uh, almost entirely cut early voting buses that are key to transport people to the polls. We're gonna take away the bus. That sounds dumb. Yeah, they're gonna take away the buses <laughs> to make it harder to vote. Uh, prohibit food and drinks from being distributed to the voters in long lines. We don't want you waiting in line That's to vote. That's also kind of stupid. Uh, it's like you got to bring your own water, I guess. Makes sense. I mean, it's weird to prohibit it. You know what I mean? Like, it's very weird to prohibit people from doing that. Yeah, so what? Like, if someone had, if, I mean, so if someone, like, handed, if I, if I went there and was like, hey, you look thirsty, you're pregnant, here's a water, who can't vote, me or her? <laughs> Well, who walks up to somebody and tells them they're pregnant, Daffy? Of course they know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I get what you mean, though. Like, that, that makes sense. Like, why would they? I mean, that doesn't make sense why they would prohibit that. I it's guess because like, they don't like organizations doing it. The only reason that you wouldn't want people to have food and drinks in line is because you don't want lines. And you don't want lines because you don't want people voting. Well, you want to make the lines more uncomfortable for people that don't like the uncomfortable parts of voting, which I don't think it's really uncomfortable. Anyway. Well, well, Nash, I think a, a big thing to point out when we talk about these two stories that we're talking about one from the left and one from the right. Um, do you agree with the statement that the more people vote, the more Democrats win, the less people vote, the more Republicans win? Um, typically, yeah, because the percentage of Republicans voting doesn't usually change. Okay, so you don't think so that has like anything to do Republicans with are, You don't think that has anything to do with no, these, of course these it, bills? No, of course it does. No, of course it does. But, I mean, eh, most of them you said you agree to them, so. Fair amount. Fair amount. <laughs> well, honestly, like I, I didn't, I didn't know what a bunch of these was, which is why I like talking to you about it because you do. But like, yeah, these last two, and then the next one: limit early voting hours on weekends, limit Sunday voting to one optional Sunday in each county. In each county, this provision is one of the most controversial because it includes limiting the get out the vote campaign known as Souls to the Polls, which is a widely used by Black churches. The initiative has been created by mobilizing black votes all over the country since the Jim Crow era. Uh, the proposed law would limit events to just one Sunday during the early voting period, which would also be cut short. But uh, Representative Calvin Smear, S-M-Y-R-E, what a great name. Uh, I hope I'm saying it right. Or Smear, 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 uh, a black Democrat from Columbus and the longest serving member in the chamber, said Fleming's logic was hypocritical and discriminatory against black votes who were used the second Sunday for souls to the polls events. Quote, it takes away the ability to have uniformity in each county. 
He said, quote, for example, if a county chooses the first Sunday, the situation will be extremely confusing for county residents with voting closed on that Sunday. An avalanche of misinformation will follow regarding when voting happens on weekends. Confusion deters voting, which brings out voter suppression. What an accurate statement word for word. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Right? It's like, why are you making this confusing on purpose? Because you don't want people voting. They might as well call this that we don't want you to vote act. Well, it's early voting. It's not all the voting. Still. Early, like what? Early, early, okay, okay. So you're going to put, you're going to uh, prohibit food and drink and waiting lines, but you're going to do this provision to make those lines even longer. Yeah, that's messed up. Oh, and and you're but gonna yeah, cut they, off buses because they don't want they don't want people voting early. They don't want people voting. Yeah, the buses <laughs> is stupid. Uh, later that Monday, the Senate Ethics Committee approved a Republican-backed bill that would limit who can vote absentee in Georgia to those 65 and older, people with a disability, and people who will be away from their precinct on Election Day. The bill would do away with no-excuse absentee voting adopted by Republican-controlled legislature in 2005. It could soon be moved for, to full vote. Uh, full, to the full Senate for a vote. So that's also coming. So let's talk about the arguments for and against it. Republicans have pushed for the bill, uh, arguing that it is necessary to restore, restore public confidence in Georgia's elections. Quote, House Bill 531 is designed to begin to bring back the confidence of voters back into the House, into our election system. That's Repub uh, Representative Barry Fleming, uh, the measure's chief sponsor. Now, I got to ask Mr. Fleming, who says the public confidence in Georgia need to be restored when there is no significant evidence of voter fraud? Um, the elected official. Explain. <laughs> he's, he's elected. He's, he assumes that, so that's what he's doing. He is the one that believes that there was and is a lack of confidence among his constituents. So he pretty much he should have said then, this bill is designed to bring back my confidence for our votes. <laughs> because I don't see well, any... He's, a, he's an elected official. He, rep he represents people. Yeah, but I don't. I don't call for anyone. In, I don't see anyone in Georgia calling for a bill like this. Doesn't mean it's not happening. But like this bill, I feel like this bill is no how, reason to really exist. How many people exist. in Georgia are you talking to? <laughs> I follow a lot of news, Nash. I'm I don't not know. Seeing I feel it. like a lot of people. I, I feel like it wouldn't be that hard to find people in Georgia that would agree with him. Mm. Democrats. I think that's a poor argument to make. Democrats, voting rights organizations, and protesters who have gathered in front of the Capitol to demonstrate against the bill to, to have pointed out that if Republicans who hurt the public trust in the state's elections by repeating former Donald Trump's false claims, election fraud. That's that's a good point, Nash. Is this related to like your whole uh, California thing? It's like they created their own problem. Uh, sort of. I honestly, at this point, don't think enough investigation went into the voter fraud stuff. 
so you don't think Biden won the election? I don't know. Well, I still think I know we. Talk I about- don't know. I don't. I don't have enough information. That's that's my point. Is that there isn't enough information? It seemed to go away, but they are quick to impeach him again, without any evidence. Oh no! They they impeached him because of uh, January sixth. Which he had as many claims as I mean he had as much to do with that as pretty much every politician. So what about what about that's true. What about the maybe? What about the uh, the fifty or so court cases that all got thrown out? Not enough. They just didn't do I enough. Don't know. Not enough. Not enough evidence. Not enough investigation. Not enough digging. They just kind of just wrote it off as well. Fuck it. Yeah, I definitely think they did it way too quickly, and I. <laughs> don't think old man Giuliani was the best guy to have do it. But, uh, yeah, I don't think there was enough information that went into that. Damn, Nash, that, that Cabal article really got you all shook up, didn't it? It did. When you have a secret group of people who admit to trying to change public perspective, public perception i instantly assume, okay, so everything that they're tied to is now trying to lie to me in some way. Hmm. Well, I think there's a difference between lack of faith in the institutions, I mean that cabal, I don't trust the institutions, I don't trust the media, and the election results. I trust the people. I trust the votes. I will I, I trust the poll I will workers. say this. Nothing scared Trump saying all of that stuff did not make me distrust anybody. It's the people that admitted to trying to do what Trump was saying. That's what scared me. Yeah. No, I no. If me that too. makes sense. No, it does make sense because there's this like, I like what we talked about for an hour. It's like, why are you patting yourself on the back over this? Yeah. It's like, doesn't this literally make you the thing you were fighting for so long? And so I don't agree. Yeah, the buses and that's that's like there's very blatantly, obviously stupid stuff in here, right? That mm-hmm. doesn't actually help voter protection. But like having an ID, that makes pretty good sense. Yeah, that should be rule number one. You need an ID to vote. People can't have water, and people can't give somebody else like water in line. That's kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what? But I, I guess the whole, the whole deadline for absentee ballots, you know, the runoff elections, that's more technical stuff that I honestly don't know if it makes a difference one way or the other. Like, I, I, we would need to speak to like an yeah. actual election official. Like, okay, what's the, like, what's the difference here? What does this actually mean? Um, but. And I mean, when we saw the runoff thing happening, that was when we had like Nancy Pelosi saying and Chuck Schumer go rent property there so you can vote, which isn't legal at all. No, that's very so illegal. I can understand. I can understand if there were some people that were like, "Yeah, we probably need to, you know, make this more secure." I can understand that. I think some of the measures are stupid and don't do that at all, but. That's government work for you, ladies and gents. Democrats have also said that the bill is just the Republicans' last, latest transparent attempt to drive down voter turnout and suppress votes, particularly black voters voters who helped Democrats win the nations and the the Senate and take the Senate rather than increase election security. 
Um, quote, it's pathetically obvious to anyone paying attention that the Trump lost the November election, except for Nash, apparently. She's really talking bad about you. Um, the November election and the Georgia flipped control of the U.S. Senate to Democrats shortly after Republicans got the message that they were in a political death spiral. That's from Democratic uh, Representative Renita Shannon. Um, and they're doing anything they can to silence the votes of black and brown voters specifically because they are largely powered these wins. Quote, today, before the eyes of this country, Georgia is poised to pass some of the most egregious, dangerous, and most uh, expensive voter suppression acts in the entire nation, rolling back years of hardball progress in renewing our own reputation for discrimination. That's from Reverend James Woodle, uh, president of Georgia's NAAC, NAACP at a rally. Now, this particular thing right here is very interesting to me because, yes, the the black turnout was a huge, huge factor. Stacey Abrams has done incredible work as well as everyone else in Georgia to make sure that voter turnout was big. That's well documented. Um, but let's not forget... You send John and the Reverend to Washington... Those $2,000 checks will go out the door. I think they forgot about that. Well, I mean, also, you also had, like, a record amount of minorities voting for Republican, too, didn't you? So it's not like it's made that clear and defined. Yeah. It's like, Democrats, I understand you love identity politics. I know you love it more than anything. I know Biden loves saying African-Americans don't know how to use the Internet or don't have access to the Internet. But... Not everything is about race. Now, yeah, okay, quick si- quick sidebar. When Biden said that, like, I don't understand why people are more upset about that because, yeah, I get what he's saying. Like, what the word he was forgetting, maybe he, people, what people aren't focusing on is that poor African Americans don't have access to the internet, to which I would say, neither do poor white people. Neither do poor Latino people. Neither do poor people. It's like you're 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 forget, yeah. you're forgetting the issue. It's like so. Do middle class black people just not know how to use the internet? Do I have to call Jared and tell him <laughs> how, to, how to get on Google? Like that's terrible. Right? Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> it's 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 not. It doesn't disproportionately affect black and brown people. It disproportionately affects poor people. No matter what color. Well, yeah, well, disproportionate. Okay, never mind. <laughs> what? What did I say wrong? Uh, no, you said it right, but I think that they base that off of a disproportionate of minorities are impoverished. Yes. that's Compared also, to white people. That's also true. That's 100% true. Definitely. But... You, it's like they were just. I didn't it, want to sound racist or anything. Well, no, it's it's it, that's just a fact. It, that that is part that is a that is part of also the systematic racism that is part of this country because we have systems like that to hold them down, them mean the minorities. But but can you imagine if Trump had said something that inherently racist? Oh, it'd be. Cena would still be talking about it. But it's cool if Joe Biden's inherently well, racist. Well, no, that, you know, well, want me to play the clip of how the Biden cover, how the whole media covered Cuomo? Hey, I'll play it. 
remarkable show of leadership by Governor Cuomo in recent days. Real leadership of the kind the president of the United States should have provided. Garnering the nickname America's governor. I think you saw it right there. He is conveying incredible strength in the face of this pandemic. Remember, remember Cuomo, the person who lied about the deaths and people care more about the sex scandal than the, than the lying of the deaths. Remember that guy? Yeah, that's how the media yeah. covered. That's how the media yeah. covered. That's how the media covered him. That clip is two minutes long, and they go on to talk I, about his book and how they're all homosexuals and how literally. Oh uh, my god! Remember, remember, remember Colbert? How great Colbert was! You know what Colbert asked Cuomo? When this is made into a movie, what? who do you want to play you? Oh my god! Yeah, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. So uh, there, there's, there's your meet, there's your reliable media for you. Um. Anyway, back to the story. Will it pass? As far as what happens next. The bill will head to the state Senate, which is also Republican-controlled, and already considering it's on election bill, that would end no-excuse absentee voting, among other things. From there, it'll go to uh, Governor Brian Kemp, who is also Republican, who, will, who is likely sympathetic to the cause. Um, so it's going to pass. 100% this is going to pass. And this isn't the only state doing this. the majority, yeah. Yeah. According to Brennan Center for Justice, legislators in 43 states are considering more than 250 bills that would create impending, uh, that would create Im- impediments, easy for me to say, to voting. Dozens of those proposals exist in Georgia alone. There's also Iowa, where the legislature voted to cut absentee and in-person early voting while preventing local election officials from setting up additional locations to early voting centers. And on Tuesday, the Supreme Court appeared ready to uphold voting restrictions in Arizona, which could make it harder to challenge state elections laws in the future. All right, Nash, one word answer, yes or no. Good thing, bad thing, this bill is going to pass. I don't think it's that black and white. I mean, there are some good things. You yourself agreed with yes. the majority of the points that they brought up. Yes. Um. I, because here's the thing, I definitely like agree that it should be, you should have to be in person if you can be in person with identification. That's my biggest thing. I, the bus thing's stupid. The water thing's stupid. Pointless. I totally understand that they're doing that just because they know that Democrats don't like any inconvenience when they vote. So that's pretty blatant. But, I feel like for the most part, if George, if the people of Georgia want, it's a good thing. And that brings us to our next story. Now, Nash, we've also talked about this a little bit. Now, voting, just in general, as as a right to vote, how yeah. and and voting laws. How much of it should be left up to the states and how much of it should be left up to the federal government? In fact, anyone listening to this live, comment below and let us know. What do you think about in-person uh, uh, state vote, state rights, votes, uh, blah, 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 blah. states, voting rights. Fuck me. What do you think about voting rights? Should it be states? Is it a state or federal yes. issue? <laughs> yes, for Christ's sake. I'm already tired. I can't smell, all right? My brain's off. <laughs> Typically, typically, when it comes to anything, if the states can do it, the states should do it. I am a big proponent of states' yeah. rights. If if the if the state has the capacity yeah. to do it, they should one hundred percent do it. 
And fucking McLeod goes, if I can call my vote for American Idol, I should be able to do it for a national election. <laughs> You're a garbage can, McLeod. You are a garbage can. <laughs> fun, of the, fun of the show, by the way. Uh, commenting on our YouTube. McLeod, make sure you like, share, and subscribe, buddy. Um, but I see your point, but go fuck yourself. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. States' rights. States' rights over federal rights all the time. Unless there's something that only the federal government can mandate, like like money. 50 different forms of money for 50 different states would be a nightmare. They tried it. (laughs) So money needs to be federalized. (laughs) Things like... uh... The only thing I would want, like, the federal government to be cool with, if they're like, yeah, you have to have an ID when you go vote. Yeah. there's. Uh, I'd be cool with the federal government saying that. There's That's about it. There's <laughs> certain things I think the federal government should have over state governments when it comes Probably to voting. military. No, no, I'm saying specifically. Military voting. Specifically when it comes to voting. So... The House Democrats passed the For the People Act on Wednesday. Now, Nash, if there's anything I know from my history, it's that anytime an act has a good name on it, it's the exact opposite. <laughs> this is not a good act. <laughs> the, the, the Not for the People Act. Yeah, remember, remember the CARES Act, how much that cared for all the people? By people, they mean lobbyists and corporations and big businesses. Remember that? Um, remember the Patriot Act, which expanded government power and spying? So, yeah. <laughs> they make the wiretap you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, my God. I don't, I don't have, hilarious. like, at least this George one was called Bill 531. Like, <laughs> like ooh. Not trying Ooh, to not trying to sweet pot anyone into that God. one. So Democrats Democrats like guilty. It's like, oh, you're gonna vote no against the For the People Act? What? So you're not for the people, Bill? What about the people, Bill? Yeah. You well, kind of, what kind of monster I, I, are you, I will, Bill? I will say, I, I mean both parties do that pretty aggressively. Like the Republicans are probably most famous one was the death tax. Fuck the death tax. Um um, exactly, because it's a death tax when, I mean, there's a lot more stuff to it than just you pay money when you die. You have to have a very large amount of money when you die. Um, but yeah, those types of names are totally right. They do like the exact opposite of what they say the original title says. Yeah. Like how we, how we pass a law, like don't name, don't name acts after good, don't, don't name acts. It's B32-4. That's what the bill is called. Yeah, I'm not, not trying to goat me into your moral play, right? <laughs> your morality over here. So uh, the bro- uh, it's a it's a broad voting rights bill that aims to enhance voting rights. This ought to be good. Among other measures, legislation would mandate automatic voter registration, expand early mail-in voting, restore voting rights to former felons, and impose new disclosure requirements for campaign donations and political advertising. Democrats say the act is necessary. There's last few things I like. Yeah, there's a few things in here I like, to be honest. Um, voting rights for felons, we're going to disagree on. I already know it. Um, imposing new disclosed felons, former felons should have the right, have the right to vote. We'll get into it. Um, 
And so those last three, and impose disclosure requirements and donations for the political advertising. Uh, Democrats say the act is necessary to ensure America's right to vote, especially as state legislatures have proposed dozens of bills that would roll back voting access to consolidate GOP power. So this bill is in direct response to Georgia and those other bills that we talked about a few minutes ago. Republicans have argued that states, not the federal government, should decide how elections are run and claim the new bill would lead to fraud that help liberal candidates. So, Nash, this is the complete other side. Ryan Seacrest 2024. Again, McLeod, fuck you. Um, this is the complete opposite side of the coin where Republicans want to stop people from voting. Democrats are just like, no, 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 no. Everyone votes. Everyone and their dog votes. Everybody votes. As long as it's Democrat. <laughs> no, no, no thoughts, Nash? Nothing? You got nothing? When I pause, it means you come in. Oh, no, I was waiting for you to continue. I didn't know what... I mean, yeah. That, yeah, you were you're right. <laughs> yes. yes, pat on the back right there. So the, the bill passed 220 to 210 almost entirely along party lines. According to reports, if signed into law... It would be the most comprehensive en- enhancement of federal protections since the 1960s. The stakes and the outcome are monumental, cutting the foundational idea that one person equals one vote and carrying with the potential to shape election outcomes for years to come. It also offers a test to how hard President Joe Biden and his party are willing to fight for their priorities as well as those of their voters. I don't know about you, Nash. I think the Associated Press here who wrote that is really trying hard to win an Oscar. Yeah. Like, damn. This offers a test of how hard President Joe Biden and his party wants power. <laughs> right? Like, like, damn, show your hand, AP. Woo, wow. Grab my pearls wet on me. This is, this is, this is some things that annoy me. Like can you can you can you suck off Uncle Joe any harder? <laughs> the bill contains a no, wide. It's, it's... No, please. You're right. Please I mean, go just, ahead. That's a, that's a gr- That's just so aggressive. How hard Joe Biden and his party? Yeah, his party. Okay. Joe Biden. Okay. Joe Biden fights for you so hard, out of one side of his mouth. Well, on the other side, it is long past time we have a $15 federal minimum wage. It's long past time. It's long past time, Nash. Long past time. But we can't do it because of the parliamentarian. Oh, we can't do it. Even though Kamala Harris could overturn that. We can't do it. Even though we have the votes to do it. Oh, we can't do it. One one would ask why I haven't done it in my entire career of politics because I've never had a job outside of politics. One would ask why can't we do it, and I would say because you don't fucking want to. <laughs> uh, so the bill contains. So what does this act do? The bill contains a wide variety <laughs> of provisions, but the most significant fall into two broader categories. Nash, we have categories to break down. Thanks, Democrats which is creating uniform standards for voting and increasing financial transparency, um, which I can, go, I can go on board with both of them. I think voting should be pretty uniform. It just depends on federally or by the states. 
A state can still have a uniform yeah. standard because they can break it down by counties. Yeah. So, uh, voting rights standards, among other things, the bill would weaken restrictive state voter ID. <sighs> oh. You only need a third of, of an ID. <laughs> all you need, if, all you need to be, all you need to do is be there and have enough breath to say who you are. Like, like how how do you how do you how do you read weekend restrictive state voter ID laws? Oh, illegals can vote. How do you? How do you read that and think that'll make voting better? Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyone can do it. <laughs> like, like I, I, I told a story before, but ID. when I, when I went to vote, <sighs> when I went to vote, the first time I voted in New Jersey, actually, I went to the elementary school on the block and I went in, I gave them my name. They're like, okay, what's your address? Gave my address. So what's your name? My name is Will. Will Tarashuk. And they go, okay, just sign your name here. And my name was there. But I was like, I don't need my ID or anything. The guy was like, no, no, New Jersey isn't one of those states. And I'm like, but I could be anyone. <laughs> He's like, no, but your name's on the page. I'm like, yeah, I know my, I didn't say this, but I was like, I know my friend's address. Yeah, that's what you do in a half hour. You go use his address, a different name. Right? I'm like, I, I, I was like, I asked him. I was just like, what? what, what? I was like, but I, how, like, but how do you know who I am? And he didn't have an answer. I was like, he's like, let's go over there and vote. I was like, all right, all right. So yeah, that's dumb, 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 dumb. You need an ID to vote. Sorry. Mandate that state governments are use existing records to automatically register votes, voters. Now. No. What if those records are out of date? Or wrong. Oh, well, Daffy, will you forget that the government does everything perfectly. Oh, oh so. I, I, I have a response to this one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link two Steven Crowder videos where he literally went to Michigan and Nevada and went to hundreds of places where the voter registration had the wrong, the wrong address. The people didn't even live there. And then after that video came out and went viral, the addresses changed on their websites and they were still wrong. So yeah, let's 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 not do this. You know, you know, you know what can fix this issue right here? An ID. Oh, a government ID? You Crazy. Mean, you Who mean, would have thought you that? Mean, you mean my government ID, which has my government address on it? And my age, and when that expires, <laughs> it has a distinct number that only mine has. Crazy. Now, I don't necessarily have an issue with same day registration, but I don't think this is what this yeah, is. Neither do I. This is just. No, it's not. You, 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 you're forced to use what we tell you to use. Yeah. This is yeah. It, well, because this is the thing, dude. What if somebody dies? Like, I assume they're basing it, basing it off of, okay, so they're now, we have their birth certificate, all right? So we know they're a person. They have the social security number. So when they turn 18, 
boom, they can vote. We can send them the we can send them the out of state or absentee ballot, whatever. What if something happens to them? Is it going to be perfect? What if somebody dies? Because it's like, are they checking that the day that they're sending them? Something yeah. tells me they're not. They're not. Because let me tell you, friend of the show, Joe Malandrino, <laughs> she she told me um, that she got a a mail-in ballot to her parents' house with her maiden name on it. Oh my god! Like 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 before. This, 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 for the 2020 election. And like, she's that her name's changed. Since she's that, married and she hasn't lived with the parents and I don't know how long. Yeah. So, so yeah. So she took so the other name. Yeah. Those oh existing, those existing records are the opposite of correct. I believe the answer, I think the word is wrong. They want, oh my God. they want to guarantee no excuse mail voting at least 15 days. Uh, I don't know. Guarantee no excuse mail voting in at least 15 days of early voting for all federal elections. Now, what is no ex- Oh, so you can, you can vote by mail if you want to. And yeah. 15 days of early voting. I'm cool with this. If you want to vote by mail, vote by mail. Like, like if, I'm cool. If I'm I, cool if with I, 15 days of early voting. Well, well if, I, if I didn't vote by vote by mail this election, I wouldn't have voted because I worked and I'm paid by the hour. And I, it's it wasn't easy for me just to leave yeah, work. Yeah, so, so you have an excuse to get a mail-in voting. Well, certain laws. That's saying there's no reason. That's saying there's no reason for you to mail it in. You just want to mail it in. Yeah. Well. Anybody could say anything on that. Yeah, I don't think you should need an excuse to mail it in. I don't think that should, I don't think that's something that needs to be left to the states. That's something that can be uniform across all fifty states. Because what's I, I don't, what's I don't like what what's what's the downside to allowing someone to vote by mail for whatever reason? Um, you might get hundreds of addresses that are incorrect. And people are using them to vote illegally. So you would need to make sure the records are correct. Yeah. Which is not easy. I think we both just agreed they're not. Okay. <laughs> and okay. now you have to handle a massive influx of people. And how do you get your government ID checked with mail-in voting? Is it a lot easier or a lot harder? Well, yeah, I see your point. Okay. Right. 15 but- days early voting, go for it. I'm not sure. But, no, you have to have a reason to mail in your ballot. Okay. So so you should – well, you should have to rec- – okay. So if you want to vote by mail – you should have to request for it. And in that like application, you submit your name, your address, and a photocopy of your license. And then yeah. they will mail you a uh, mail-in ballot. For, and you shouldn't need an excuse for that. If you want it, you apply for it, and they can't tell you no. I'm saying the excuse can be something as simple as I live out of state. 
or I moved two months ago. You know, that's an excuse in my book. Okay, then they would they then they wouldn't mail it. If you're lying, they wouldn't mail it to your address that's in state. No, that's what I'm saying. But if you don't have an excuse, that's stupid. So anybody can do anything with that, and you've got to rely more on people. You have to put more people into the system to deal with that vote mm. than if you just go up and do it at the booth. Okay, so give give me an example of an excuse that would be turned down. I applied. I don't. I don't want to walk. I don't want to walk. To the, I don't, I, wanna, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait in line. I don't want to walk there. I don't want to wait in line. Yeah, it's stupid. I don't want to wait in line. George is not giving me water. Stupid. Bring okay. your own water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Make it harder to. If it's a matter of I'm in a, if it's I'm in a wheelchair and I don't want to wait in line, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> People can't even give you water. <laughs> okay, so, okay. So what you think is the government should, like the 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 the, the official should reserve to write to be able to tell you no for your excuse. Yeah, you, you shouldn't just be able to say no. I'm just gonna mail it. In. So you That's don't you don't you don't like the absolutes you, of it. No, I don't. Okay, I can agree with that. I can go on board with that. I, I think everybody should everybody should go to try to vote in person if you can. I agree. I think it's the most secure and I think it's the best way to vote personally. I don't have a problem with mail-in votes, but it gets it muddies the waters. Yet I feel like like I feel like after this election we learned you have to do more work for mail-in voting. And the more work the government has to do, the less efficient it's going to be. Yeah, and I think you should honestly celebrate voting more, like when you know jobs actually give time off to go vote. Well, it should That's be a, very good. I like a, that. It should be a federal holiday, first of all. Yeah, it definitely should be. But well, let me ask you something, Daffy. Okay, so Democrats typically vote, or typically don't vote, right? Democrats typically don't. So vote? in yeah, they typically don't go out to vote if it's inconvenient. They are less likely to vote. Okay. If you make the process easier, do you think in five years they're even going to care to send in the the bail-in ballot? It's not going to be important at all. I guess. So, like, you remove more and more importance from it, people are just not going to care as much, and they should. So you're saying less people are going to vote. Yeah, I think you'd have, like, in 20 years' time, you'd have way less people voting. I think that's some reverse psychology, Nash. We need some studies on that. I don't. I think if you're less inclined to go vote now, if it got easier over time, you would care even less if you already don't care. Yeah, maybe. All right, they want to make it harder to purge voter rolls. What is that? Does that mean like poll watchers? Like, what, what does that mean? I guess. I don't know what that means. Right. Voter rolls. Skip. Here's the big one. Restore voting, rights. <laughs> Restore voting rights to former felons. Now, I think Florida already passed this in direct democracy in the last election. 
Um, depending on the crime, for most situations, I don't. I don't think terrorists, people convicted of espionage, everybody else. If you're free and clear, you're free and clear. Yeah. Like, like if you, you, you go to jail for whatever reason, innocent or guilty, I don't care what, you know, drug offenses, you finish your parole, drug offenses, fine. murder, whatever you give up your rights, you give them up. They're gone. Parole, you still don't have all your rights. As soon as you have paid yeah. your debt to society, you get them all back. All of them. Without a doubt, you should, without a doubt, you should be able to, yeah. You'd be, and you'd be able to vote. You're a, that, you're a member of society. That's like, it's, that's like saying, I don't think people can be rehabilitated, is what you're saying, which I very strongly disagree with. Yeah. I think if somebody wants to change, they can. Right, because like, not having this in there means, okay, so people with a drug charge, they can never vote again. What? Yeah. That's that's it's like, okay, ridiculous. what if 20 years the law changes and that's fine? Now, I like how it says former felons, not current felons. Remember Bernie Sanders was like, I think I think, I think, people in prison should still have the right to vote. Uh, Bernie, what was the Boston Marathon bomber? Yes. What? No. Come I again? Espionage and terrorists. Espionage and terrorists should not be able to vote. Now, I, I've heard arguments against this. I think Crowder made the argument. I was like, listen, you don't want these felons to vote because they're going to vote for policies that benefit other criminals. And I'm over here thinking, those aren't going to pass. <laughs> those probably, I don't think it pass. I think I... <laughs> when it comes to direct, when it comes well, to direct I mean, democracy, like the minimum wage and the felons in Florida this past election... Most of the time, the right answer will 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 pass. I think it's that's kind of an extreme because it's like you have to have a former felon be an elected official, or you have to have a group of former felons that are like lobbying. Well, like please, the mechanisms Nash, please, for that. Please, Nash. The government already has not alone former felons, current felons in office. Oh yeah, that's true. They get away with stuff, but I mean, I, I think that's pretty convoluted. That they push pro prison bills. Yeah, that yeah, I definitely think felons should be able to vote. Yeah. Former felons, uh, terrorists, espionage, hundred percent agree. Definitely, no, you you they lost. They should be able to. They you should. Lost. Yeah, you're you're done. <laughs> Right. Uh, they also want to end partisan gerrymandering by requiring states to appoint independent commissions to draw congressional districts. Yes, completely agree. I don't, because the independent commissions wouldn't be independent commissions. Okay, I agree with it in theory. It's impossible to do in practice. How about that? Yes. Here's the thing about gerrymandering. The Supreme Court deemed it legal. It's constitutional. Well, yeah, because gerrymandering is a loose term. Like, gerrymandering means you change the county lines to benefit your party more. But, I mean, it essentially just means you're changing county lines. So, of course, changing county lines is legal. Yeah. 
You know what I like? It's hard. It's hard that illegal. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, but Jerry, you know, gerrymandering, there has been plenty of situations where Republicans have drawn districts specifically so they can just win. Well, I mean, so have Democrats. That's not, that. trust me, that's a very bipartisan thing to do. It just so happened that a guy named Jerry Mander was the first to do it. God damn. Way to go, Jerry. Yeah. That's my Rick. That's my Rick impression for you. Um, yeah. That was terrible. But yeah, Sorry. I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think you're going to get independent commissions on a federal level ever. So. What about the state level? I... I think you should have the count the the count the county council members draw the lines. I don't don't even think the governor should be doing it. Are they elected or appointed? I think the me- city council members are yeah, elected. They're elected. They're local elections. Local elections. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think they should they should be the ones doing it, and that's about it because they have to talk to the person next to them and. The, that way they'll figure it out. Yeah. Like, Everybody else <laughs> should not go above them because they don't live there. Yeah, there's no point in a senator drawing lines or even a governor or even... <clears throat> yeah. What about a mayor? I don't like one person doing it. Okay, so city, coun- city council he'll, is he'll, a group of people. But what if, what if that city council, what if that, that county incorporates multiple cities? Would both councils do it? Like, like, I grew up in, uh, or like, okay, it's like uh, Nassau County in Long Island. Like, Hempstead City Council and Garden City City Council. How how would you draw those lines? They'd have to agree to it. That's, so that's what I'm saying. You, you have to get more than one person. You have to get a lot of people to agree to change them. Mm. So that's a lot of people to interact because it's not just the people. If one county, all right, one county wants to change, it's not just that one city. It's also the county next to them. It's the county above them, below them, to the right of them, to the left of them. It's everybody around them. They all have to agree to it. Yeah. Well, I guess can, that's, I'm fine with. Can can one county have multiple congressional districts in it? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I don't know about because I don't I don't like gerrymandering, but an independent commission, good luck. Good luck. It's yeah, that's not you're not gonna find that. You just need the people who live there to do it. Yeah. And you definitely shouldn't have the federal government doing that at all, because then they will gerrymander the bejesus out of it. No, but no, they're they're ending it, Nash. They're saying you can't do it. Oh, we're ending it. Here, here, give us all the power and trust us to do it. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. You dumb his, little people his, can't his, do it yourselves. The, the government's going to say, no more gerrymandering. So who draws them? We do. So how do we know you're not going to gerrymander? Ha! Uh, <laughs> it is dumb. long past time. Did I mention them in the <laughs> Fun fact, we will. (laughs) So as for what the bill aims to do regarding expanding transparency, it would impose new disclosure requirements for dark money donations 
used to finance campaigns. Now, Nash, can you explain what dark money is? Hashtag Nash tagging real quick. I don't know. That's why I'm Googling it just in case. <laughs> now, dark money definition. Uh, funds raised I for the... Was... Nash, stop interrupting me, for fuck's sake. Funds raised for the purpose of influencing elections by nonprofit organizations that are not required to disclose the identities of their donors. So it's pretty much anonymous. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably anonymous donors. Yeah, I want to know who's donating to camp to politicians. I want to know that immediately. Because then I know what the, when the politicians do exactly what they want, you can go, oh, I put two and two together. Fuck you. Right? Yeah. There's no way that I'll be in there. <laughs> Create a public... Yeah, the parliamentarian's going to be like, nope, that's not in there. And Biden's going to be like, what do you want me to do? Um... Create a. Well, I mean, that's just literally both both sides of the government have that. So, that... yeah, this is all. Well, here's the thing. That's stupid. Here's the thing. We're talking about this. This whole bill is this lip service because they 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 drew this bill up knowing it's not going to pass the Senate. So it's all lip service. Yeah. Um, they they literally doing it so the, some they, of it's they good. some of it's good, but they know it's not going to pass. So they literally I literally think they wrote this bill up so they can go on Twitter and be like, "Wow, Republicans suck. They didn't pass this bill. That's totally needed." Because the Senate's not going to pass it. Um, create a public yeah. financing option for congressional campaigns. Hmm. I don't know about that one either. Create a public financing option? Like, doesn't that already exist? What does that, what does that mean? What does that, yeah, I'm just confused. What does that mean? I don't know. All right, skip. Um, require presidential candidates to disclose their tax returns. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Where's why? your money? Where's your money coming from? It's, it's just because Trump didn't. That's really the reason why. Of course. Where's Where's I your money coming from? He, I think it, I think it goes hand in hand with I dark think that's money. A hor- I think that's a horrific policy if you're going to base it off of what one guy did or didn't do. Well, every president has disclosed their tax returns. I know. So that's their choice. I know. I, I think something like that should be mandated. Okay. We got it literally. It's like, okay, you, you can't hide corruption, but you also don't have a right to privacy. Not if you're a political, not if you're, not if you're president. I don't know. I think that's dumb. I don't think you should force them. Require tech platforms to disclose political advertising information. That's interesting, too. That's interesting, vague, and they should do it, but they won't. I think you should just bust them up because they're too big. Now, break them up or make it a, make them utility? Break them up. Hmm. Okay. Utility would make them worse. Break them up would ensure that some of them continuously get better. Some rise, some fall. All right. Arguments for and against. Democrats have argued that the legislation is essential to protecting and ensuring the right to vote. Yeah, sure. I'm sure that's what they care about. Also, it's a response to the bill in Georgia and others like it's 
uh, Democrats have said these bills are very transparent, are a very transparent attempt by Republicans to consolidate their power because they know they benefit from lower voter turnout, and thus their strategy to win more races is just simply to make voting harder. Uh, and I say, can't that okay. logic? Go ahead. Kind of like, yeah, kind of like yeah, the Democratic logic. <laughs> the Democratic logic can be turned right or gone against them. So uh, you're drawing this bill because more people vote, you win. I really hate it when they yeah, do that. Especially, especially last They're just doing it because it benefits them. Well, you're doing this because it benefits you. You're certainly not doing it to benefit everybody. Look in the mirror. Like literally, like when I when I when I see posts online, I I don't I don't comment on people's posts, because I just anno- I just don't want to get into it. But I'm getting close to this point thing. It's like, dude, you're bashing on Republicans. Take a hard look in a Democratic mirror, and how are they any different? Like you know, um, yeah, I, I saw a lot of this week. Fox News is all just Dr. Seuss, Miss Potato Head. I can just go. Double show of leadership by Governor Cuomo in recent days. Real leadership of the kind the president of the United States should have provided. Garnering the nickname America's governor. I think you saw it right there. He is conveying incredible strength in the face of this pandemic. A few people uh, have an, a better understanding of how to manage the pandemic uh, than you do. He's providing hope, but not false hope. Governor Cuomo has become a... You hear that, Nash? He's not providing false hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely not lying about anything. Thank God. He straight up buck. Like at, at least, at least I can sit here and say, yeah, Fox News covering Miss Potato Head and Dr. Seuss is stupid. It's not cancel culture. It's just stupid. Totally, I totally disagree with that. It's not I cancel totally culture. I totally disagree with that. They're ban- They're literally banning books. No, no, no. Dr. Seuss, the company, made a decision to discontinue it. It has nothing to do with the president. Nothing to do with Democrats. This is the private company making their own decision. Same with Miss Potato Head. No pressure. Just, hey, we saw this. I, I, just, I don't agree with them. I don't think the book should well, they be banned. Dis, they, but, they discontinued it after platforms stopped selling it. It's like, no, duh. Oh, nobody's going to be selling the book, so I guess we'll cancel it. I didn't know that. That's what you do with that's what you do with any product. <laughs> oh, nobody's gonna be able to buy it. Probably shouldn't manufacture it. Because <laughs> they, they released a whole statement on Dr. Seuss's birthday saying, like, hey, these six books we think are racially insensitive. We make a decision to discontinue them. That's fine. A, a private company can or a, a yeah, company can I say Yeah. They I to what to my knowledge, I haven't seen or heard you're the first person to tell me that they got pressure. From someone, or the books just before refused to being sold in a, in a in a certain bookstore or whatever. That's the first I've heard of that. Yeah, you can, you can't, you can't buy the books on eBay. I didn't know that. But you can buy Mind Kampf on eBay. That's hilarious. That's adorable. Um, now, I don't think I, I disagree with Dr. Seuss's decision. I think the book should stay in circulation because how are you going to teach kids about racism if you can't show them? Examples of race racism in a in a in a children's book. I, 
Yeah, I mean, I totally, I don't care about a company making the decision, hey, we're not going to sell this product anymore. So that's fine. Go yeah. to do your thing. But <laughs> just the backwards, double-sided, we're not selling this because racist. That's like, I don't know. I've never, I've never heard of those books. There's Green right. Eggs and Ham, one of them. No. Is Dr. Seuss, one of them. Nope. Or, or Cat, Cat in the Hat. Hat, one of them. Nope. One fish, two fish, right? Like, I think it's still there. Uh, Horton, here's a who. I'm just happy Wacky Wednesday is still there. Once they cancel Wacky Wednesday, I'm killing myself. It's official. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's fine. Never read those racist books anyway. I imagine they're debatably racist, and I imagine people are judging them with the standards of people. <laughs> what were they written, like 40 years ago, 50 years ago? Probably. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, calling out the double standard of uh news. What a shock. Um as a result, Democrats have said the For the People Act is 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 a, is is key to combating these bills. Quote Everything is at stake. That's from Speaker Pelosi. We must win this race. This f- oh no, Nash. This fight. This fight. This fight. Get her. Get her out. Uh-oh. Get her out of office. Oh, Nash. She said a buzzword. Get, get her out of office. They're they're fighting. Get her out of cancel. Cancel. Nancy Pelosi said they're fighting. I probably shouldn't shake my mic like that. It's not a has, good thing. But she has aided and abetted bulls of this country. <laughs> oh my God, Nash. We should go break into something and say Nancy Pelosi said we have to win this fight. I'm fighting for her. And she'll get impeached. We should go do it. Let's I'll go be do a hero. it. Nancy Pelosi told me to fight. I'm gonna go beat the crap out of Mitch McConnell. <laughs> uh, disclaimer, you know, disclaimer. Him. Please do not break into anything due to this show, or because Nancy Pelosi told you to. Me and Ash are not gonna do any of that. It's a joke, people. Yeah, um, don't do that. Don't do that. In a statement, Biden said he looked forward to re- to refining the measure in hope to sign it into law, calling it landmark legislation that is much needed to repair and strengthen our democracy. Fuck you, Joe Biden. Fuck you so bad. Republicans, for their part, have argued that states, not the federal government, yada, 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 yada. Quote, House Democrats do not get to make their razor-thin majority, which voters just shrunk, and use it to stonewall, uh, to steamroll states and localities to try and prevent themselves from losing even more seats next time. That's from Mitch McConnell laying down the law. Nash, what do you think of Seems Mitch? about right. What do you think of Mitch here? Never thought of Mitch McConnell on anything. Blaming the other side. Classic, classic. And yeah, he's totally right. He's just like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I know you lost seats in the house, but uh, this isn't going to help you. <laughs> Don't change the federal laws. <laughs> uh, HR1 is not about making elections better. That's from Ken, I can't pronounce that last name, a former Trump administration Homeland Security Cuccinelli. official. Cuccinelli, sure. Uh, who is leading the effort. Quote, it's about the opposite. It's intended to dirty up elections. Maybe. Yeah. Parts of Sounds it. Sounds right. Parts of it. Parts of it. Uh, many Republicans oppose. Well, if any part of it. <laughs> if any part of it is made to muddy something up, then it's made to muddy it up. Yeah. It's also made to clean it up, though. 
same with that Georgia one. It's like you're gonna stop the buses and handing out water. That's kind of stupid, Bill. Like <laughs> that's what I don't get is why can't you take one of these points? It's good that everybody should agree with and just try to do that. Why do you have to make it fifty things? And half of them are terrible. A third of them are debatable, and the other remaining, I guess, third is okay. These are good things. Like what? Why? Why don't you just pick the one really good thing and be like, yeah, let's just vote on that. That makes sense. We can all agree on that. If you don't, you're clearly a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why do you need to lump all this shit together? So you guys, you guys aren't doing anything else. You're not passing any other legislation. Yeah. So despite... Or it's like, why not have, like, three things? One major one and two smaller ones you can throw away if you got to debate it or you got to bargain for it, you know? Yeah, why is this bill of one, uh, two, you, you three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten bullet points in an hour and a half to talk about? Yeah, why isn't it just like, hey, there's four things that we definitely could do? Well, here's another thing, Nash. Despite Republican objections, recent polls found that most Americans support having more voter protections. According to a January survey by Data for Progress, 67% of Americans back the For the People Act, including a majority of Republicans. Now, say what you want about polling data, how accurate and inaccurate it is, but we see high numbers like these things fold. We see high numbers of polling all the time. You know, minimum wage increase is high. Medicare for all is high. UBI is high. All these things have high polling numbers, but they don't get passed. It's almost like the government just doesn't listen to the people. Well, no, it's just a matter of who they're polling. If you're going to poll somebody that considers himself Republican in San Francisco, something tells me they're more likely to have liberal-leading ideologies. Polling is made up in almost every sense of the word. Yeah. Well, I guess fuck And, my- and here's the thing. They could, they could have just said 67% of Americans back the For the People Act as the name. Yeah. <laughs> They could have just they could have just been like, now do you like the HR one name better or the For the People Act better? Oh yeah, oh, two thirds of them like the yeah For the People Act better. Oh, that means they support okay, it. Okay, cool, sixty seven percent. Yeah, yep. that's true. They support the For the People Act. Polling data is very easy can to be mani- can very easy to manipulate for whatever result you want. Yeah. Okay. Well, now nah, she talked. That's about- why I really want to make a polling company. We've and t- only poll like uh, one town in Wisconsin <laughs> for everything, for literally everything, and just always say, "Oh, ninety percent of the country feels this way about communism." <laughs> We're polling Flint, <laughs> Michigan, and when you know it, ninety-five percent of the country doesn't have clean water. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Well, Nash, we talked about I this. Like polling. Now. We talked about this for a long time, but we have to ask the question: Will it pass? And the answer is no. Uh, no. The, legis- <laughs> the legislation is all but doomed in the Senate. While struck down, an almost identical version passed by the House in 2019. Oh, great. This is take two. Uh, while Democrats technically have a majority, the current 50-50 split with, 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 would require a minimum of 10 Republicans to join force with all 50 Democrats to avoid the 60-vote legislative filibuster. 
the good old filibuster. Now, why is a filibuster um, used here, but not with like a minimum wage, Medicare for all other things? On a deeply divisive bill like this one, they would need 60 votes under the Senate's rules to overcome a Republican filibuster. Thank God for the fil. I actually, um, I highly disagree with Democrats saying they want to get rid of the filibuster. Keep the filibuster. Yeah. Filibuster is very important. Keep it up. Read some Dr. Seuss during it. <laughs> read some Dr. Putin. Read no, some Dr. Seuss and play with the Mr. Potato Head. Honestly, what is it now? Just potato? Yeah, head? it's it's just potato head because. You know, they want a more gender neutral term. Yeah, I'm just like, when did when did Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head come with genitals? Did I did I miss that package Why as a kid? They, they had a mustache, I guess that makes him a man, which is kind of sexist if you think about it. Hey man, women Why have... don't they just make a new kid version and just call him potato head and just not specify the gender? Yeah. Well, because this country's dumb, Nash. This is stuff they focus on instead of the fifteen dollar minimum wage. Um, and you know, healthcare and, you know, money and, you know, $2,000 checks and, you know, COVID deaths and, you know, what am I forgetting? <laughs> Good God. <laughs> am I forgetting anything? Did I get all of them? Uh, well, I think there's wars we need to leave, but oh, yeah, fuck, I a with the wars. Exactly. All right, Nash, we've been going for 125 American minutes here. Actually an hour and 25 Hello. American 85 American minutes. Sorry, I messed it up. Which means, Nash, it is time not only to close out the show, but it is time to reveal what is coming next week. So, Nash, are you ready to debut the brand new logo for our brand new show coming next yeah. week? Yeah. Ready? If you're not watching Drop live, it on him. if you're not watching live, go back to the YouTube and Facebook and check this. Oh, that's the other logo. Sorry. <laughs> that's our logo currently. Check this bad boy out. Ooh, look at that. Oh, American Minutes. That's the new show. The new show is called American Minutes. Tomorrow, Tuesday, March 9th, you will see all of our social channel, media channels be switched to American Minutes. The new podcast will be called American Minutes. Um, the content's going to be the exact same uh, me and Nash are going to keep doing our type of content. Shows might be a little long. We might kind of drift towards 90 American minutes, but the goal is to be toward between 60 and 90 American minutes per podcast. Um, again, if you are out there, subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, um, Amazon, iHeartRadio, uh, Boomerang, whatever the hell, Nat, Bullhorn, whatever Nash said last week. Um, I said boomerang like the old cartoon. Yeah, cartoon network. <laughs> all of, all of that will still be the exact same over the next few days. You're going to see the logo for the feed change, the name of the show change, but the content and everything else remains the exact same. So if you're listening to us on YouTube, make sure you hit that like, subscribe button, comment. It helps us out with the YouTube algorithm because you know it's only a matter of time before we get booted from that pretty soon. Um, but until then, Nash, let's put the You Mad Bro podcast to bed. You stay angry. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I...
I hate I hate you I hate you so much, Nash. You are the worst the worst kind of person. I was gonna say I, I was gonna say I gotta think of something new to do. I guess now. Yeah, we'll get that figured out, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the final episode of the You Mad Bro <laughs> Podcast, episode number seventy-eight, the grand finale. If you include the archives, which don't exist anymore, we have done over one hundred episodes of the You Mad Bro Podcast, <laughs> and I want to thank everyone for being a part of it. Nash, I want to thank you for sticking with me all this time and continuing to stick with me. I want to thank all of our guests. We've had some good times. We have had some good times. I want to thank you for coming up with a microaggression that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, I want to thank all of our guests, including the great Joe Malandrino, um, uh, McLeod, uh, Waldo, uh, the Younger Half Podcast, the, all the other guests I know I'm forgetting. Houston. Houston. Um, <laughs> I got to pee. <laughs> go, go for it. I'll close the show out. I'll, I'll do it, Nash. I'll, I'll ask the questions. I'll give the answers. I'll stay angry. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a UMAC Bro Podcast. We'll be back next week as long as you stay angry.